Mark's right. For those wedded to the machines in their bedrooms, their studios, their best friend's garage or basement. For those who negotiate with the system every day to make time for the music that matters. For those who get in debt to fund the fight against the mundane. For those who stay true to their cause even in the face of income and fame through compromise. For those who feel the power of every beat. For those who keep their minds open. For those who encourage and support those pursuing their personal dream. For those who sacrifice relationships to make sure the music is heard. For those for which the music is a lifetime, not a pastime. This is Bass Agenda. 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 This is the ghost that walks, and you're listening to Bass Agenda. Hi everybody, how you doing? Welcome to Bass Agenda. This week, somebody who, uh, in my opinion, is immensely underrated in the electro scene. The ghost that walks from the UK. Some of the most powerful, darkest, menacing electronic music there is out there. And still manages to retain some soul in there too. This first track is Escape the Curse. We're going to be hearing plenty more from him. And as we play through some of these tracks, he's going to be talking to you about some of them. Also about his influences and also about a film that he's uh, working on right now. So hold tight, this one's going to be a ride like no other.
Oh, that was, uh, you know, hip-hop in the 80s, things like um, uh, LL Cool J, Schooly D. Um, but but that that's what kicked all that off, all that, that kind of hip-hop, and you've got um, the ultra-magnetic MCs and MC Shan. And from when I was about 17, I wanted to get turntables and stuff like that. But it took me such a long time to actually get my first proper piece of music equipment, and that wasn't until I was about 24. And that's that's when that first started. I got a Roland JD990, and you could make everything out of that one box pretty much. And that's where it all started. And in fact, I think um, from the sixth tune I ever wrote, got signed up, and that was on U tracks between U tracks and Evil. That was back in '93. Um, and there's even a, quite an electro influence on those. And early on, they even did a Miami-based title. I think it's called Miami Remix or something. They did one of the tunes on U Tracks. Um, and all those twelves on U Tracks sold out. I think Evolut didn't do as well. Um, that's probably the only record on Evolut that I've ever had a happy tune used. And uh, I'm not comfortable with that. It's, it doesn't work for me. So. <laughs> sounding like a, a mental patient it, uh, it, it is literally it's the world that inhabits inside my head it is a real world that I dip into um, spent you know a good 25 years as a very negative kind of guy and that completely changed um, Matt's all kind of wrapped in light now but it's still it's the core um, part of me that's never going to change and you know I actually love it for that um, when I went to Detroit, I was amazed to find out that they were exactly like I was. Very good people, but you know, there's that dark core. That's why they love dark music, because they live in a dark, depressing city. But I, I love Detroit. It was fantastic. You sort of you embrace it. It's like, that's you. That's who you are. So it's from, that's me. When I make those tunes, that's me on those records. It's... Uh, it's sort of there's not like a plan behind it when I make stuff I just make what I feel I've just learned how to direct it a little bit say okay I want it to be this kind of fast or it's going to be slow or, or I want it to be driving and uh, powerful um, whereas uh, when I started you just couldn't do that turn out however it wanted to
always go on uh, am I feeling it and it's the same with the film as well um, you, you shouldn't have to think about it or analyse it it's like it should hit you and make you feel something even if it's fear or whatever it is that it should it should reach you somehow a lot of music is that I'm hearing I mean I'm a bit divorced from it but I've always been like that it just doesn't doesn't do much for me I wish more of it did maybe it's just because I'm not looking hard enough that could be the, the other reason you know I think you get a bit disillusioned and you, uh, you, you don't dig as, as much as you used to in the past because when I was younger I did you know, dig a lot to try and find stuff yeah it's like it's it's got to make me feel something and those I had a little bit of a dig about for, through a, quite a lot of tracks actually and the, the only one that really stood out to me was, was the Exaltics track because again it's got that, that grain and that rough edge and it's quite aggressive and quite dark and that appeals to me.
of the show today we've got a great guest mix up from Gek Gek Atslan from uh, Mexico a true underground soldier real supporter of uh, new artists underground electro from all over the world so stay tuned for that that's coming up in part two a few tracks we kicked off with escape the curse by ghost of walks following that we had dreaming in pain also by him and then one of the tracks he's particularly proud of producing called seven deadly sons although if you want to pick it up you better go search for seven deadly sins because it was listed wrongly on the, on, the, on the website selling it uh following that a track that's blown him away lately uh, by the exotics a track called act a-c-h-t taken from Das Heiser Experiment. And the track we're sitting on top of right now is something brand new from Alavux, gonna be coming out very soon on Base Agenda Recordings from his Ambience EP, a track called Natural. And any second now we're gonna slip into a couple of tracks The Ghost That Walks has uh, produced, that he's proud of. Kicking off with The Ghost Walks With You, which is uh, reserved for uh, the soundtrack to the film he's working on. soundtrack to that demon to the goat the the, the the ghost that walks himself that's almost like his tune the, the hero in the film the demon is going to be there by his by his side walking with him so that fits quite nicely but where I will use it or I, I don't know but I'd like to try and fit it in there somewhere yeah that's another tune that hasn't faded because it's quite old now it must be a good 10 plus years old I think. by the time the film gets completed it would be that old but it's got that feeling about it and that, that's hard to sort of 
reproduce. I, I can't um, make that artificially, it just it's either there or it's not. So what I don't want to do is make the music an, an afterthought so that for electro fans they're gonna they're gonna love it. And then for the horror side of people they're gonna love that too. And you've got the, the action side of it and not to mention it, it it would make, you know, a good uh, bunch of videos to have this you know, nicely shot film along with this you know, underground electronic music. So uh, that's how the idea started. Uh, I, I thought, okay, I need to make some nice looking videos to go to go with this this uh, music, and then it just sort of blew up and became this. And uh, I'm, st I'm struggling to find a way to to make them. Uh, money or a living from music because it's it's quite painful to have to to go out and sit in an office and it's just not me at all. And I think okay, I'm, I'm getting older now and uh, it's like, what are you going to do? You've got to do something that can put you in a creative uh, creative job or some kind of creative uh, outlet that can still let you carry on doing music as well. So uh, it came up and it's probably one of the best ideas I've had. So. I hope it works.
think when I made that, I had like the BPM on like double speed or something bizarre like that to make that that drum beat. So it was almost a drum beat that didn't work properly. And it's that it's that sort of electro whoosh noise in it that I think it comes from an old supernova that I used to have. And it's that 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 sort of powerful noise. It just um, that that loop is just fantastic. The only thing I would wish about that tune was that it it doesn't really do a lot. It sort of does the same thing around in a big loop. And then it I kind of wish I'd have expanded on it maybe a little bit. But that, that loop that it's in there is just oh, love it. That I mean that that gives me you know gives me a rush just thinking about it. So that that's what I mean about it makes you feel something. Walker, and uh, next up we're going to hear about the importance, the influence of film to the ghost that walks in making his music, and what better way to do that than with the backing track of the mighty John Carpenter with The Fog Enters Town from The Fog. When I was a kid, um, my mum used to get me uh, all the horror videos um, from around the video shop when I was about 15, and so uh, it was it was my mum who was responsible for getting all these strange cult horror films and letting me watch them. and And I always always loved the James Bond soundtracks; they were just just amazing. And uh, but yeah, those films are a big influence. And now I'm going to go off and make my own one, so it's kind of come full circle really
by the fog. Um, just that's just. I mean, I know it's a lot of the time it is John Carpenter working with somebody, like say Alan Howarth. Um, but again, it's like it's the feeling of it and the richness of the sound of it. Um, there just aren't many people that that sound that way. It's it's got a lot of menace in it, which I again I try and put in into what I'm doing. It's, you know, there's a lot of menace in it, in there. Um, and just it was incredible that it's the I think it's the texture of the sound is what really grabs me. There was another there was another artist who sounded a lot like that called uh, Locust from years ago, and there's an album that he had called Weathered Well. That the sounds on that are just incredible, absolutely incredible. Um, and he used a load of old analog equipment, and it's just getting that texture of sound because not everyone has that, and it's it's difficult to make it have. It's almost like you make it come alive, and it's got its own character. And all of that John Carpenter stuff sounds like that.
This is Clatterbox, and you are listening to Base Agenda. to right now is uh, Dimitri Distant, System Control, the Ekman remix. Well worth checking out the whole release, really good stuff. And coming up in a second, Elect Part 1 with the Inner Circle, track number one from that release. Uh, absolutely nothing like uh, the Acid House uh, stuff that he's known for nowadays, but I uh, love that track. Fits very nicely with the dark mood we've got going on today. And during this track, uh, you're going to hear the ghost that walks talking about his film that he's working on. He's referred to it a couple of times. He's going to go into some detail for us. And then following that, we're going to listen to some underground resistance. You will be prosecuting students. 
This is going to be, it's kind of a little bit about uh, the ghost that walks, because um, the ghost that walks is kind of like the, the demonic being that lives in my head and influences all these tunes, but this is kind of what would he be like in a, in a, in a film. Um, the story is that um, this guy um, has his family murdered, and uh, by this occult gang and uh, this demon who is very similar to the ghost that walks turns up and offers to help him go and get revenge on this gang and he says okay I'll, I'll train you and I'll teach you how to tap in to this demonic power that you've got in your blood a revenge horror thriller whatever you want to call it um, I've done a lot of study in, in uh, script structure and Hollywood script structure because after having spent 20 years broke trying to make music, I want to make sure to give it a chance to do something by making it commercially viable but still an interesting story. So it's definitely something I'm really into alongside all of the music side of it. So it would be good to, you know, mesh the two together. And you don't often get really good electronic music in films you get some the, the occasional one comes through um i'd say we're looking at you know end of 2015 because i want to try and buy as much of my own equipment as humanly possible so that i'm not just depending on you know getting money from elsewhere and if i really really have to then i can fund it myself as much as possible if i'm lucky enough that i can get some some funding from somewhere, then then fantastic. That that would be probably over the moon. Anything I could get would would just be great because you know I'm I'm a total novice and not expecting anyone to give me anything. We came from the dark side of the moon. We are not men, not men. We are raising our heads.
existence of Mad Mike. I met the guy while I was there, he was kind enough to drive me around Detroit and gave me some good advice. It was the best advice I've been, been given by anyone music-wise ever in the space of a day. So, you know, it was... And I, I got to uh, meet the Burden brothers as well, um, you know, Lawrence Burden. I mean, that, they actually offered me a contract on Direct Beat back then as well. Um, but um, my lawyer didn't like it, so I didn't sign it. So uh, never happened. I've still got it, actually. Kept it, yeah. So I, I was unlucky, really. I was quite unlucky. I mean, um, Underground Resistance won't sign anyone who isn't really from Detroit. But yeah, they, they were listening to my stuff uh, in UR uh, from tapes I sent and really liking it. I got a fax from Mad Mike saying, uh, you know, this is really good, continue with your experiments. So when I met him, he said to me, he thought I was the best of my staff in my country, which just blew me away. I, I just went out there because I was trying to talk to them and try and sort something out with, with, with this deal, but I wasn't really getting anywhere. So I just got on a plane and went out there and went to downtown Detroit and Grand River Avenue and ended up having a meeting. And uh, yeah, it, it was I was I was worried. I can tell you because the reputation at the time is is actually a really nice bloke, but they don't take any crap from anybody there. It's, it's been, you know, they're very suspicious of a lot of people. And at that, that time, it was a place where people like Richie Owen wouldn't go. They, they were afraid to go there. So. But they were the nicest people I've, and most honest people I've met in music you know, out of anybody. And the best advice, too. So it was, it was by far the, the, the best day of my life to have. Because to me, at that time, he was the the head honcho of electronic music in my eyes at that time and to be told that it went against what everyone else was telling me it was I needed help being produced that was definitely true um, I actually did release one uh, on my own label a long long time ago I even heard that, that Luke Eagle says he still plays it and likes it it's, it's called uh, Ghost Walk Records and it's called uh, She's Electric I actually mastered and pressed it in Detroit. So I had, um, uh, yeah, Ron Murphy uh, mastered it. I actually went to Detroit and watched him do it. He was fantastic to talk to. He was, he was really amazing. I mean, you, you found out that he invented the backwards groove. It, it wasn't Jeff Mills that did it. It was him, and he gave it to, to Jeff Mills. The same with the backwards playing record. You know, like I think it was Kevin Saunderson had the backwards playing record again. That, that was because the lathe that he's got was an old lathe and he could make it do stuff like that. If you get the chance to go and get to meet a few of those people, you'll understand what I'm talking about because there's a different feeling completely.
This is Keith Tucker, a.k.a. DJ K1 of AUX88. You're listening to the sounds of the Bass Agenda. It's just something about the the atmosphere, you know, the feeling that's in there. Um, a lot of the stuff on that Thunderball soundtrack is just is just amazing. I, I, I sometimes listen to it and think, how did he do that when he has to write all the the different pieces for the orchestra to play, and how does he then make that happen that way? It's just I don't know. It's just the feeling of it, the atmosphere. It's it's what I try and put in my own tracks. How does it make you feel when you you listen to it? Yeah, love it, it's great.
demons and dumb beats. It's like a mishmash of old bits of bass line. There's a, there's a, the background at the beginning is from an old tune I wrote in the 90s called Grand River Stalking. So that, that intro with the, the synth noise going up and down is from a completely different tune from like, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Um, but yeah, Demons and Dumbbeats, that's it's very cool. It all sort of, you know, fits together very, very well. Really like the way it progresses. It's got, I think it's got more than Crow Walker. It's like, it's, it's got, it's got the loop that sounds good, the bass line, but it, then it, then it develops and, you know, it's, uh, that's a very cool, would make a very good, um, background to a, a scene in a film, definitely, that one. If, if I've made something and it never really got released or no one really heard much about it, I thought, okay, I'm going to reuse that, you know, again, because uh, I don't want to see those sounds just go to waste just because you can't... I know some people would say, oh, well, you've got to move on and create everything brand new, but, I've, you know, I've built up lots of different little samples and loops over the years, and um, I think there may even be a loop for, for another old tune in the background way down low called um, oh, Off World Bounty Crew I think it was called and that, that, that was a tune that um, Lawrence Burden liked and they were interested in signing back in the 90s and it's there in the background very low <laughs> so there's all sorts going on To a close any second now is Demons and Dumb Beats by the Ghost of Walks. Before that, we heard uh, Bond Below Disco Valenti from uh, Thunderball by John Barry, of course. And before that, we heard uh, Dreitzen, another track from uh, Das Heiser Experiment by uh, The Exotics. And before that, two tracks by Underground Resistance. First, we heard Hunting the Program Director and then uh, Elimination. Coming up next, my personal favourite uh, Ghost That Walks track uh, that's released, uh, a track called Day of the Freaks. Come <laughs> on. 
I use a lot of software now simply because it's so cost effective. Because I've, I've spent thousands over the years on equipment, hardware, software, you name it. And uh, all the hardware's gone. So <laughs> what I'm left with now is, is soft synths and stuff. Um, I don't, I don't go on too much anymore about what I use because I sort of like to keep it a little bit quiet. They 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 taught they they taught me that in uh, in Detroit. They said uh, they said to me, "Oh, never teach the Wu Tang." They said. That's what they said when I was there. listening to Bass Agenda. So this track something fairly new from Maelstrom, a track called Scanner. In any second now we're going to slip into Brutal Man from AE35, who will be a guest on the show in a few weeks' time. And then following that we're going to change the mood up slightly as we get into the uh, two live crew with a track chosen by uh, the Ghost of Walks, a track that's particularly special to him.
that the one track I can say for certain, it, it, it almost made those two favourite tracks was um, Two Love Crew, Cut It Up. That, that, that was, I, I thought at the time that those guys were making all the sounds on those records. I know it sounds stupid, but I wanted to make records that sounded like that, but with my own sounds. I, didn't, I only found out later on that actually they were stealing it all from records and just putting a drum machine over it. part one make sure you go out and support the ghost that walks and the best way to do that is head over to his website in fact that's a lie the best way to support him is to go and buy his music but to find out more about him and see where you can do that head over to theghostwalk.com and his soundcloud page is soundcloud.com the dash ghost dash that dash walks guest mix coming up take a second for the record and a minute for the sense because the tracks dj's name is sure to be mentioned when you're talking about the djs who are out today in your conversation you will say that he possesses the gift to be so swift naturally great and talented he knows what he must do to rock you and i'm not lying when i'm rapping because i'm rapping the truth he's my good friend and partner in business so once you cut it up death homeboy yeah something like this Yeah, 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 
Okay, clue. Tonight we check everything in the right hand corner.
there from Gek. Many thanks, man, for doing that. Uh, a few technical problems this week. It was a near miss getting the whole thing together, but uh, well worth it. And thanks, uh, thanks to him for persevering with the technology. Thank you for supporting the show. Thanks especially to the Ghost That Walks for his input, and I wish him all the best for the future. I'll be back in two weeks' time. Until then, have a great weekend. Cheers. Shit, folks. We're going away, going away, going away.